0: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
1: Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And
0: me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the gangster chronicles.
0: This is Cut
3: To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of the Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr.
4: And I'm Gerard Littlejohn.
3: And this is Cut To It.
4: Cut To It, Cut To It. Let's get down to it. Cut to it.
3: We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. Buckle up, guys, because right. you're about to go on the airplane ride. Click. Okay. Private plane.
4: I'm in. All it's, right. It's storytelling. Storytelling it's sto- with
3: Steve. It's storytelling. It's storytelling <laughs> with Uncle Smitty.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So you ready? <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> All right. So, um, there's a guy that's been a uh, good friend of mine, um, Andy. Uh, he's been asking me to play in this Turkey Bowl tournament. Okay. Flag football.
2: Bro, and the no.
3: first couple of weeks, first couple of years, I was like, bro, no, I, I cannot play competitive sports, especially not football. No. So second year, he's like, hey, I'ma ask. So second year, no, no. So he finally asked me this year, and I was like, you know what? Just the weekend, how many games? Blah. He was like, look, you're gonna play three games and we make a championship. I was like, all right, let's do it. Right. So that's me dusting off my stuff, right? My my cleats, gloves, all that stuff. Bro, I got out there. And first of all, I text the group. It's like, look, man, I'm just going to play, have some fun. We had a few practices, nothing big deal. Where was this? Uh, where was it? It was it was here in Charlotte. Oh, I was in Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, it was here in Charlotte. So I, mm. you know, I played fly for a flag football game. That's oh, what I said. Like. <laughs> he
4: <laughs> said he said it on airplane. So, I just right. said get on the
3: airplane, me yeah Just like hey, get, come come with me, <laughs> come with me. Don't think too hard. Yeah. Don't think too hard.
4: My, my bad. Yeah, your, your, yeah. your metaphor game was a yeah. little misleading. Yeah, I'm but going okay. to Hawaii. <laughs> you play flag football, like
3: so. So we playing here in Charlotte. And Let me tell you something. First game I'm playing quarterback. First of all, I had a dude that was yapping. I'm like, bro, just chill, <laughs> dog. <laughs> But that's not even the conversation. You want to know what the real thing is? Let me tell you something. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you the end. Pro, end. I'm gonna give you the finished product. You want to know what the finished product is? Please. I got two pulled hamstrings. <laughs> oh, you washed up. <laughs> you are washed. Dog. Oh no. I am. Hurting. Dog, I have S-
4: been limping. Spin cycle.
3: I have been limping. Since Saturday afternoon till yeah. that, I have broken out all <laughs> of my machines. I text my contact <laughs> at Baltimore because I am looking for a Norma Tech through insurance, oh, no. workers' comp, <laughs> and a, my new game ready because my other game ready is broken. Bro, I am
4: hurting, <laughs> dog. So oh, let's now we you know, can When officially- I say
3: hurting, bro, I am. I pulled both hamstrings. Do you have a
4: stat line? Like, Do I have a stat line? Like, yeah, so were you, you like tw- 15 yeah. for 20 for like 300? Uh, At no. least was it worth it if you blew both yeah. your hammies? Yeah, it was <laughs> definitely worth it.
3: I'm never fucking playing football again.
4: You still never answered Joe's line about what I need a stat you know,
3: I, I play well. Okay. <laughs> I play quarterback. All that stuff, I play receiver. But, bro.
4: Swiss Army knife. I'm Steve right. Smith. hurting. That was any slash.
3: You no, <laughs> you don't understand. You don't, y'all get joke joke. We have oh, to. Okay, okay, yeah, you don't right. understand when I sit down in a chair to use a bathroom it hurts I have to roll over to get up I am sore if I ever play football again flag football organized I have to train at least three to four months prior to oh God dang. but here's money wh- mayweather here's why I went out there and played <laughs> as if I was in shape to play football uh, mine was still there. Body was there for a few plays. <laughs> yeah. Bro, for uh, checked you, out. You, <laughs> no,
4: they
3: they was alert. Yeah. So here's how it went down. This is where it went all. Here's where the food's gaziness started. Here's, yeah, it was, here's <laughs> where it all. Here's where <laughs> the <laughs> screws.
4: <laughs> yeah, on, here's guns. where the
3: screws on the rims started to come unloose. Yeah. So playing quarterback throws, a few passes, you know, good passes, bad passes, nothing. We go out there and I'm playing receiver, catching rounds. Boom, boom, I go. Crossing folks over, nothing. It's like okay, ooh, all right, ooh, feeling you it. Know, take a few plays off, or series of two off.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And this is where it all went to shit. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> the second game, The second game, I'm playing corner, playing wide receiver, catch a few routes, and I'm like, ooh, little bit of a little bit of feels like a cramp. No, nah, the brother, that wasn't no cramp. <laughs> so I go ahead and try to play through it. Mm. My body, mm. my mind's telling me, yes, but my body said, hell no. <laughs> Bro, my right uh, hamstring tightens. And I'm saying, I'm going to play through it. I played through it. You know what my left hamstring said? It joined the party. <laughs> my left hamstring said, stop. <laughs> I said, no. He said, stop. I said no. The third time he said, stop, boy. I said, okay. <laughs> I was done.
4: So you got a game and a half in?
5: Two I got games? a
3: game and a half in and both my hamstrings quad, growing, um, lower back. Mm. My lower half is if there's a old uh, movie and that movie is called Old Yeller. And I am he. I think I take you around the back. And blow my freaking brains <laughs> oh, out. <'cause> I, so <coughs> Goodness gracious.
4: I need to know, with like, were y'all in the huddle and you, your team like, Steve, Like I hate to do this, but you got to go to the sideline.
3: No, 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 no. Nobody knew because my last play was the best play. <laughs>
4: oh, I you played went, corner. All right.
3: I played corner and stopped the guy. But I realized. So you, you at least
4: went out in the blazer. Yeah. No, no, I realized I'm, I'm I said,
3: no, we ain't going to play no more, but he ain't catching his pass <laughs> on <laughs> me. So he was running. Luckily, thank goodness, the Lord was shining His bright sun in the in, so he the, missed, he, in the vision of me. So I recognized because I could see through the. I was put my hand up using my yeah. using my long index finger to uh-huh. block the sun trick, uh-huh. and then the ball goes uh-huh. through my finger, so I'm able to see the ball.
4: Receiving trick right there.
3: Pump returner trick. Pump return trick right. And then he didn't see it, so he proceeds to dive for the pass. Now I play corner in high school, so I proceed to allow as he's airborne. Mm-hmm. To guide him out of bounds. So yeah, if he does catch it, it's an incomplete sideline pass. Sideline is your friend. Yes. Good job,
4: man. Textbook.
3: But, bro, he almost tore his knee because he was not <laughs> he was going to catch this
4: catching.
3: pass. <laughs> T. No yeah.
4: safety help. It was all you.
3: It was. I was shut down. I shut all him right. down. However, I was going to make sure it was going to be P.I., but he wasn't catching his pass
4: on. So. And, and then you pulled on your jersey. It's time to go. No fly zone? Pull, I didn't pull on my jersey. Did you no know fly zone? No,
3: I didn't. You Here, should have. No, no. Here's <laughs> you can't, what I
4: did. You, you can't let yourself do it, huh? No.
3: When he went out of bounds,
4: I stayed out of bounds.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got it. This
4: <laughs> pointing? Just, you good? So now Probably. for all for all the folks who tweet at, Smitty, get your jersey. Yep, come, come on out back. Or, come on back. Now you're hearing. <laughs> The type of protection. Yep. you got, you got some. But you're just saying well, I, you ain't got. I
3: will give you two you, or three plays, two three
4: plays, and then after solids. I,
3: after I get hit or I try to and I run, that's all she well, wrote. I'm done. Decoy, <laughs> a lot of decoy routes. Boy, don't you better stop it. <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm not gonna go out there and blow my knees out for, and not
0: for get decoy. Better,
3: <laughs> if I'm gonna go out with a blaze of gore, I want the pink skin. <laughs> but bro, when I tell you I'm hurting, but here's what I figured out. I've been, I've been Peloton and. Bike riding so much, quads are muscular. <laughs> Hamstrings, fatigued. Bro, I am so done. I believe if I play next year, I got to train three, four months ahead of time. Training
4: for the for the, for the, <laughs> for the turkey <laughs> bowl.
3: No, but here's why I'm saying training. While y'all laughing, and I and I get it. It's I hope so, it's the part of. But when you're playing and you try to like the explosiveness of stop and go, if you haven't done that and. 4 years? Your body goes, what are you doing? Oh,
4: we stopped like, doing this a long time ago. We at this
3: rate. Right. With this power. Right. I was out there, bro. I was fly too. I had my outfit I had J's on.
4: Oh, it's like, ready.
3: Oh, I was good. Man, I took those damn J's off so quick. <laughs> <laughs> Gloves off. Oh my goodness, Hurt. man. I went through my whole catcher routine, wasn't going to drop a nothing. Didn't drop anything, but couldn't go anywhere either. It was Remarkable and sad, all at the same time. Because I'm sitting at home, right? I was sitting at home yesterday, bro. I had to watch games either on the bed or in the couch, to where I had to be in a good position. Yeah. Because if not, bro, I was on my machines, I was sitting on ice, <laughs> iced up, son. Iced up. Happened to you, right? Bro, I was hurt.
4: Did Did your team pick you up for game three? Did y'all win it?
3: Pick me up. He was out I of pa- commission. I packed up and left. Right. You did well, t- hey, he took
4: his toys and went home. <laughs> toys? They had the ball. Hey, he I up.
3: you. Hey, dog. <laughs> hey, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate this. It's good. But I got to go.
4: <laughs> I was done. Hey, man. W- welcome to Washville. It's okay.
3: I'm not. Washville,
4: I just didn't have it anymore. Yeah. Same thing. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: tell you what, won't do it again. I bet you will. A lot of coaching. <laughs> huh? A lot of I'm coaching. I coach. No. I. I the spectate. The only way I'm playing if I call my trainer and do it. That's the only way. Yeah. I have no, I have zero interest. Oh, I bet you. Nope. And what's funny is I get people all the time and say, man, man, let's get out of. And I always say, I don't I don't feel like it. Like I don't, I don't feel like I have to prove anything. And I wasn't trying to prove anything. The one cool thing is I got to play with Peyton. So we mm-hmm. was out there playing. It was cool, but it was like, at the time I was going through, I was like, Bro, I don't – I'm not – like I enjoy – I enjoyed the people. Yeah. The first team, it was all right. Second team that we played against, it was fun,
4: mm-hmm.
3: right? But it was – I just have forgotten how much time and routine and training that I put in. And I just – it reminded me, and it said this, all these guys that sit on the couch say – Oh, what's the big deal? All you have to do, I'm here to tell you, if you go from the couch, I don't care who you, Ikea, Ashley Furniture, (laughs) uh, uh, Ethan Allen, all the good ones, cheap couch or expensive couch, I guarantee you. I don't care what you used to be. I don't care what you say you are. If you have not done any football training prior to, if you think you're going to get your ass off the couch – or the recliner, and just go out there and go run a route against some of these corners out in the league, mm-hmm. even a third straight, thirst boy, stop. Right. You ain't doing it. I don't care what you used to do at Clemson. Yeah, you get, you get hem, getting hemmed up. Hemmed up. No, you may catch the ball, but I'm going to tell you the next day, you're going to be hurt because today I'm hurt. The only reason I was not limping in here, I'm going to tell you, I did treatment on myself four times yesterday. I was watching the game when a dude got hit. That just reminded me of ice.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: when a dude got tackled, that H wave, yeah. HIBAMAT. Yeah. I used everything that I didn't have, and now trying to order through workers comp legally. Workers comp. I'm getting all the contraptions that I need because I'm hurt.
4: Dang, yeah, you, you got file a workers comp claim. It. it was bad. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, I ain't paying for
4: it. Not flex cheap. <laughs> Who we got coming up on the Cut to It podcast? We've got Andre Reed inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2014. Andre Reed and the Buffalo Bills went to four consecutive Super Bowls. Andre ranks 18th in NFL history in total career receptions and 14th in NFL history in total career touchdown receptions. Andre Reed on the Cut to It podcast.
3: Let's clear air. There. There's all. There's this member. When I was playing with Baltimore, with uh, Carolina, and we were heading yeah. into halftime and everybody thinks me and you are arguing.
4: Oh, I have seen that like viral clip.
3: Oh, yeah. you know what? That, I get that one too, every night, and then Everybody again. is like, oh. It's on
4: YouTube. Yeah, they're yeah.
3: like, oh, Steve was going at Andre, who do you think, and bro, they don't understand. I was going against one of the corners. And I was murking him and he was talking. And, and you just happened to walk past me. And Andre walked past, a G, a legend. And Andre like, don't let, don't let that young fella get, get in you now. And I'm like, <laughs> and he, so Andre kind of like, he knew I was riled up. So he's like, he, he's trying to get me to go in the locker room. When I go in the locker room, he know I'm coming back out like, like. Gangbusters. Yes. <laughs> and so he's playing. So me and him talking and, and I'm just like, man, blankety blank, 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 blank. And it's more of seeing my. The Elder Statesman, a dude mm-hmm. that I respected, looked up to, watched, going because here here's what I, I got I gotta let you know. Growing up in LA, you don't understand how much you crushed us <laughs> as a LA Coliseum, LA ran, LA Raider, Oakland Raider, when yeah. Bo Jackson hurt his hip. And we and you know, I'm in LA, so it's mm-hmm. 9 a.m. was it one? Yeah, it's 9 a.m., 9 30. While I'm getting up. I, I had turkey, Jimmy Dean's turkey sausage with some, uh, some blueberry preserves and an English muffin and uh some pineapple chas- sasta, shasta. That, that yeah, was a horrible breakfast. But was, yeah. <laughs> um, man, I'm watching the Buffalo Bills crush young Steve's heart <laughs> because Bo Jackson is not playing. Bo didn't play. And y'all murked us. That was supposed to be our. That was supposed to be the our year and our team. We were going out there to play, and you guys just demolished us, man. And so I no Bo. Hey, no Bo Jackson. Bo didn't play. Mm-hmm. I, don't I believe think Bo uh, did that is when Williams. He was skinny, skinny number twenty two, skinny. Uh, Harvey Williams. Harvey Williams is the running back who ex- actually took over after that for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Man, I just remember that, and that's how, that's that's uh, you talking about nostalgia. But that that's the Andre Reed that I see. So when I was playing, when I see Andre Reed on the sideline and I'm going against his team, man, that's that's the guy I see. So mm-hmm. I'm just charged up, like yeah. I'm. I, it's like Big Bro out there, like it's it's, it's Uncle it's Uncle Dre. I got, I gotta show up, boy. <laughs> it's, it's Mr. Reed. I gotta show up. Right. <laughs> and I got to come Kelly I'm I, oh yeah and he and he did and he did Definitely. so it's is it's really man so to get you on my podcast and just really to talk to you mm-hmm. man it's just it's um it's like I'm daydreaming and I, I and I don't want to open my eyes because I dreamt so many times of hoping to be close to being in the Thousand Yard Club. when,
5: and I, played, you are. Yeah. when I when I yeah. played
3: football. Man, I had football cards or so Carl Pickens, Herman, uh, Moore, Herman. Andre, Herman Moore, Andre Andre Reed, mm-hmm. Henry Eller. The man. Thousand Yard Club. That's what I wanted to be in. Mm. That's what I env- that's what I saw football as. I didn't see football as a financial path. I saw it as a path of the black he- men and heroes that I saw on the television. Because that was before we knew salaries. Man, I just wanted to be like those dudes. Man, yeah. I had a car collection. I had my car collection, my tops, had that stale ass chalk gum. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> Little white powder on your damn face. Right? Easy. Right. And it's yeah. at AMPM, bro. Yeah. Go to AMP and ride my BMX bike with some cars. Yeah. <laughs> oh
4: you had a
6: right? nice bike.
3: Yeah. You get hey, ahead. you
6: open you open it up and say who I got in there? Who do I got? Yes, yeah. Got the upper, excited. The
4: upper, yeah, yep. yeah, yep. You know, Mike Quick, yeah, Randall Cuddy.
6: It's funny that you say that, Steve, because to go back even, you know, before I played, it was the same way with guys like Lynn Swan mm. and, and John Stallworth And guys like that. And, you know, I was a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan growing up in high school, in college. And I wore eighty eight in college because I wanted to be Lynn Swan.
3: Mm.
6: And what cemented that was when Marv Levy, our head coach, got inducted to the hall in 2001. Lynn Swan was in that class. And he gets up there and does his speech. And I'm sitting in the audience. You know, I didn't retire until, you know, I, I retired the year before that. So I'm, I haven't been almost close to a year out. And he's doing his speech and he mentions me in his speech. And I turned around and looked at everybody else. Like, who's he talking about? Hmm. And I just was like, that was my moment that a guy that I idolized as a, as a young kid, as a high school kid in college, and I wore his number and he mentioned me in his hall of fame speech. Hmm. So that was it for me when I, when that happened. So, you know, I understand where you're coming from because this game is generational guys leave guys take over guys leave guys take over and you you look at the guys before you you idolize them and guys now idolize you you hope they do because we're we're living in a this is a different nfl players are totally different all the way from what they do to how they talk Everything is different because social media has been a big influence on that. But the old school, you can't get away from that. And I will always be old school. Hmm. When I talk, they talk about the greatest receivers of all time, obviously, Jerry and Chris and, you know, the guy I'm talking to definitely deserves to be in that in that category. I talk about those guys because they did it for me. And that is that is the bottom line. That'll never change. Well, I, I would take
3: it. I'll take it a step further. They didn't do it for me. Y'all were the standard, right? When I look and I talk and I have the opportunity, y'all are the standard, right? And and you know, a little bit with the Irv thing, man. I always looked at Irv. He's the standard. I looked at Irv as like you know the playmaker, and you know even though we worked together and we had our little tiff, it was like I I've always respected Irv, right? Right? And not because he was a cowboy, but. When you looked up, he was the playmaker, and he made plays, right? And so – Made plays. So he made plays. That, that's why, you know, it's funny as I – you know, in here, I've talked about that, and everybody, I've shared. Like, when I talk about the way I play, I played the I played the game for the standard in which I learned it from, where – Yeah. Slobber knocker. It's ball now. The same this this the this the same uh the same PTA meetings, right? <laughs> no. This ain't the team this that. ain't the team Mom, um, uh yeah. uh you know the 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 YMCA. This yeah. is this is when you go across middle me, Mel Blunt blunder blow you up. Yeah. Donnie Shells will put you to sleep, right? Ronnie Lotta give you that night night, yeah. right?
6: Steve Atwater give you nighty nighty nights. Yes. <laughs>
3: hey, Steve Atwater make you change your whole perspective on yeah. how you looked at. You become the ne- Nigerian nightmare. Steve Atwater hits you. You be just become
4: Nigerian. So You're you, <laughs> you, you doing some different type of contemplating now, huh? I never heard that one. <laughs> hey, when I see Christian Okoye, I'm going to tell him that one.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love Cut To It, and I, I love it even more when you
4: download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media, too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at CutToIt on Instagram. What about Twitter? At CutToIt. Facebook? CutToIt featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at CutToItPodcast.com, where you can buy merch, and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers. Quest- um, nah. I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. CutToItPodcast.com.
0: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast.
1: We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room.
0: We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's outspoken network for a year, and what a year it has been! Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests.
4: I know there's so many stories, and we're going to get into so much of that stuff. But our first segment, really quick, we'll get into. It's called Get Iced Up. Smitty, why don't you give them the first one?
3: You went to Cookstown University. D2. D2 school. All right. Cookstown used to be named something else. What is that name? Uh, It was, a, before it was a university, all I know is a Cookstown Teachers College. Mm. That's good, but that is incorrect, my friend. Okay, what is it? And you dra- you were drafted in the fourth round in 1985.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: They changed their name in 1983, so that would indicate at some point you were there when they changed their name. Uh, Don- you're going to hit the cabinet back there. You're going to knock off the weedies? You're going to hit your little I thought you head. played receiver. Uh, yeah.
6: Uh, I, I have no idea, Steve. That's a yes. good one. That's the first that's the first one you stubbed me on. I've yeah, never yeah, been yeah. stubbed before like
3: Cookstown that. State College, nineteen July first nineteen eighty three. No, don't don't ride <laughs> with me now. Uh uh-uh. uh. That was that was no. right. You're right. Uh, you it but ain't no room that, on this it, was, it ain't no room on this bandwagon. You can't get hey, on it before now. Before that
6: it was Cookstown Teachers College, before Cookstown State. Okay.
3: Who's your All hero right. and why? My dad,
6: definitely. Um I think most people say their dad because that's where you get all your knowledge from. Mm. Um, My dad, you know, he passed away in 1996 during one of my games, Mm. Um, passed away at home. And during your game, during the game, it was a it was a Sunday game, four o'clock game. Mm. My mom and my two brothers came up to the game because it was a later game. My dad wanted to stay home because he had to get up for work the next morning. And uh, actually it was just my one brother. And uh, yeah, he passed probably during the game when watching the game, my brother went to pick him up in the morning and the door was wide open, TV was on and he kind of knew what was going on. He kind of knew something wasn't right. Mm. And he walked in the door, he was laying on the floor. So he had had passed probably that night. Um, And I remember him calling me, crying, And it was, uh, yeah. So I told the coach and I said, coach, I got to get home. My dad just passed last night. And they put me on a private jet and I got home before my mom got home. And when my mom saw me, she knew something something happened. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It was uh, pretty devastating, man. He was 52 years old. And uh, like I said, he never missed the game. Rain, sleet, snow, hail, fire. The world could have been falling. My dad would have been there. So um, yeah, that's what I, uh, it was a crazy, crazy day, crazy time, man. But he's proud. He's up there proud right now.
4: Oh yeah. Well, man, let's, let's hop into your journey a little bit, Andre. Where are you right. from? What's the place you call home? Uh, well, San
6: Diego's my home, but I'm from Allentown, Pennsylvania, a little old town, uh, about an hour, 15 minutes from Philly. Mm. So um, I used to go to a lot of Eagles games, um, used to go a couple Steelers games. Again, I you know you guys know I was a, a Steelers fan growing up um, and a, a real just a blue collar town. Mm. I mean, I know maybe you guys live in blue collar towns, but. Allentown, you can't get no more blue collar than that. Bethlehem Steel, they supplied 40% of the steel in World War II for, uh, for the, uh, yeah, Bethlehem Steel did. And they're still doing a lot of stuff, but just hardworking people, man. My mom and dad were just hardworking. My mom worked in a factory. My dad was a construction worker. Um, and I learned everything from them about hard work and nothing's gonna be given to you unless you work for it. And I didn't, we didn't have, I didn't have a lot. We didn't have a lot, but my dad taught me those values. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to tell kids nowadays that you're, no matter where you are, what you do, you're gonna to have to work
4: for it. You are, I mean, Hall of Fame career. You're part of a special bills team that made four consecutive Super Bowls. What was so special about those teams to accomplish that?
6: And and I've t- I talked to Steve about this a couple of times. You know, people as the years go on, they don't say, Well, you lost four, and they dwell on it. No. Now they say you guys went to four in a row. Maybe 10, 12 years ago, I would hear that mostly. Well, you guys lost four. You did you did this and did that. I was like, well, what were you doing? You were watching me lose. Shut <laughs> up. Uh <laughs> So I I think the main thing that sticks out to me about those teams I was on is the togetherness and and I'm sure Steve can attest to this. Teams nowadays don't have that togetherness. Mm. They're together, but they don't have that certain the camaraderie missing element. Yeah, they don't have that, and we had that, and we had there was six other Hall of Famers from that team, and a coach, an owner. And a GM. Mm. Regardless, if you would have lost six of them, something was going right up in Buffalo during all those years. Mm,
3: that's true.
6: And we believed in each other. Whether we won or lost, we knew that you were held accountable every time you stepped on the field. And that's that's how you approached it. You did your job, but you were held accountable for everything you did as soon as you walked in that building. I don't think kids really hear that they, they don't have the kids nowadays don't have the accountability that they used to have.
4: So what do you think is missing to where the teams don't have that level of camaraderie? Social media.
6: That's one of them.
4: That's bl- the blame.
6: In 85, there was hardly computers. In 85, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't go to anywhere else and get the information. Hmm. Um, And the influence of everything has reshaped everything else.
4: Even it's reshaped sports too. What do you enjoy about watching with today's wide receivers? Is there anything you wish mm-hmm. you could bring from your era to today's, or maybe vice versa? What, what do you enjoy about today's wide receivers?
6: did no, they're catch, catching catching a hundred balls like they ain't nothing now. Uh, that's uh, that's probably the most the, the thing that I noticed the most tight ends are catching 115 balls. I mean, it targets, I mean, did, tar- did they have targets when you came to the league, Steve? Like targets? Uh,
3: they, did they, did they, was that actually a
1: as stat? As a statistic?
4: Yeah.
3: No, it wasn't a stat. I mean, they would say it was targets, but they didn't like hold They don't hold your feet to the fire like they do now.
4: Your quarterback was Jim Kelly, Andre. You called him the yeah. toughest individual you ever met in your life. 12 plus 83 equals six. What was it yeah, like, that- and what did, he, what did he mean to your career? Hold on, I literally did the math. I was like, yeah. "That's not you." Get this double digits and there's singles <laughs> digits. Like I, I love how you love integers. <laughs> I, was over there like, that's,
0: that's I inter- love it. Like, you know your integers, like,
4: that's, bro. He's,
6: he's like, that's not the math I learned. Right.
4: <laughs> they got that new math in school. I got a seven year old, but it ain't that. Yeah,
6: let me let me tell you, man. Jim was when I said he was the toughest dude. I definitely was was. Uh... One of the toughest guys I ever met. And this is not because of what he's been going through the last seven, eight years of his life. I mean, that even makes him tougher, really. But he just just had a knack for getting 44 other guys together. And he had a knack for always, you know, doing the right thing, even if it was bad. I mean, he always was one of those upbeat guys. And you always knew that when he was in a huddle, that we can get, we can get this thing done. You know how you get in a huddle sometimes, and you're looking, you look at the quarterback, and you're like, oh, I don't know about this one. Mm-hmm. You just look at it, huh? Oh, maybe we should just go back to the sideline. I don't know. But he just, he just didn't have that. In his face, so he didn't have that in his face. And I think we always had a chance, regardless of what the situation was, and that kind of permeated with everybody, um regardless of the situation. So that's that's what I mean by being a tough guy and being physically tough, you know, Jim was a big quarterback. I mean, he wasn't going to run like a lot of these quarterbacks do now, but he just, uh, he knew how to get you up. He knew how to get you ready, how to get you ready for a game. And it was a pleasure to play with a guy like that. Cause I'd rather play with a guy like that that doesn't have all the physical tools, but gets the job done with all the other little things that he got. and. You know, we won in a 10 year span at that time, we won more games than any team in NFL history in a 10 year span. So that, that just goes to show you that, you know, he had a command of everything. Um, he knew what the deal was and he relied on his, you know, his playmakers. I mean, I had Thurman Thomas behind me, I mean, geez. Um, and we had a pretty good offensive line at that time. I think we led the league in rushing and total offense for three straight years. So we were a uh, we're pretty, pretty good locomotive going on for a while. So the thing I'm in the hall of fame, there's no doubt about it because of him. I mean, obviously with God, you know, giving me the ability, but you know, God had to find somebody to throw me the ball too. And he was the guy.
3: I, I've always wanted to ask you this. Mm-hmm.
6: What made Don Beebe so unique? Hmm. Fastest white boy i ever seen, no doubt about it. <laughs> um, I think he just worked within our offense. I mean, you can find any guy that can go straight and, and fly. But, you know, B.B. was that guy that he could take some hits over the middle. He wasn't known for that. He was known to stretch in the field. And yeah. um, we had James Lofton on the other side. Yep, I mean, J- James Lofton was just a consummate pro. Learned a lot from him about, about the game, about mm-hmm. about everything. And we just all jailed together at that time.
3: That's cool. I, I, I've always wanted to ask that because um, a lot yeah. of times, always, I never connected to Dots because, man, Don used to catch that fire from Ronnie Lott every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time. They was playing. Ronnie made sure he gave Don Beebe a tag, man. Even when I'm Don, not, even when uh, when Ronnie went to the Jets, he he caught it. him on the sideline one time. Tag, man. He tagged me one
6: time and he apologized for it. <laughs> yeah, <and that's> <laughs> not, <laughs> really? Yeah, and that's. I'm not, sorry. I'm sorry, a, bro. I'm sorry. That, that hey Steve, that definitely is not a Ronnie Lot trait. <laughs> he apologized he's like hey Dre you alright I didn't mean to do it I was like yeah I'm trying to get my face back yeah, on the other side
4: I'm alright I'm alright all 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 right. thanks for asking
6: yeah. yeah yeah. I gotta go I gotta go sit out for a couple plays but alright <laughs> appreciate you appreciate you uh, uh, giving me some love cut to it
4: cut to it let's get down to it
3: Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing?
4: Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast.
2: Aspects the gangster rap boldly addressed from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's go.
5: I'm Elliot Connie and this is Family Therapy.
1: My best hopes.
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This process for the whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I've always, you know, um, back in February, February 2002, I mm-hmm. started working with a sports psychologist who, who worked with golfers mainly. And we started doing the visualization and um, daily, weekly, monthly, uh, short-term, long-term, and then lifetime goals.
4: <clears throat> right.
3: And one of my lifetime goals I've not marked off yet is Hall of Fame. And
5: yeah.
3: um I've always steered away from it because it's so subjective and it's a And you should and you should.
6: That's that's probably the most important
3: thing for you for you now is to yeah. just kind of But but I'm I know I I'm, I'm doing that but I also want to actually want to enjoy no matter what the outcome is the process because I've steered away from it so much that I've almost mm-hmm. set myself up for to believe right. that ah, I'm not I you know I'm not this I'm not that but more of anything through your journey why was it special to be inducted in the process and the procedure that made mm-hmm. it such a special moment for you and your family?
6: That's a great question. I think uh, it's it's been seven years now, and I think every year, uh, and this is just aside from how they go about doing things, how the Hall of Fame selectors and all that kind of stuff, um, how they get to the point where they pick five guys that are the guys that they feel are worthy of induction and a bust and all that kind of stuff. And I always tell people, they like, well, who do you think should be? People ask me, well, who do you think should be the next receiver going in? And I go, well, I can't really tell you the next one. But I can tell you about three or four guys that have been waiting a while that deserve. Hmm. Um, And the process, it took me nine years. Hmm. And I retired number three, five, and seven yards, touchdown catches of all time. And it took me nine years. So to your point, uh, Steve, I, the first three, four years I was eligible, you know, you're just like, okay, you think of it, yeah, this, this is my year no matter what. My stats say this, then I'm a team this, that. But it took me four years to figure out how they go about doing it. And I had to respect that. Whether the out, the outcome was, yes, this is your year or it's not your year. You stepped out on the field. Somebody had to. Somebody had to take. Somebody had to find you. Because you disrupt and you you change games. That's what a Hall of Famer to me is. Hmm. And you're in that category. You, uh, Torrey Holt, all the receivers that are up now are just like when me, Chris, Tim Brown. Hmm. You know Jerry was in his own category, but me, Chris, and Tim Brown for five years took votes from each other mm. for five years. I go in, Tim. I mean, Chris goes in in 13. I go in in 14. Tim Brown goes in in 15. Mm. So that that's the process that I, that I'm trying to get at is that they do this regardless of who's saying something for you or not. When all 44 of those guys get in a the room, they're influenced by each other, regardless if that's the guy I'm talking about or not. So the guy that's going to be representing you not only has to convince the 44 other guys, he really has to convince himself that that's I'm in here because this is my guy. And everybody, every 44, one of those guys, that's my guy. I have I'm on his behalf to make sure you guys go guys know why he should have a bronze bus that'll last 60,000 years. No doubt about it, everybody who's on a ballot, they don't put you on a ballot if they don't think you're worthy of it. I don't care how many years you played and whatever. If you're not on that, if you're on the ballot, you're worth. You should be a hall of famer. That's just my, that's why we don't have votes. Mm -hmm. They send me a ballot every year. Who do you think? And I check people off or whatever. That's not going to them writers. It's it's not going to influence what they feel and how they go about presenting, no matter what. So, right now, this is your first year of eligibility, right? Yep. Okay. So let me tell you just what you have. You got the holdovers. So you got Tory, Heinz Ward, uh, uh, Reggie Wayne. These guys have been in it for a while. They've been in the finals for a while. And it's kind of like it's the same process that me, Tim, and Chris Carter went through. So sooner or later, they're going to have to start breaking these, breaking everybody up. They're going to have to start breaking everybody up. And then once one goes and boom, 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 it'll be. It's a domino effect almost. It'll be a domino effect. So, and then I always look at it. You look at errors, right? You look at errors. When they get in that room, they're going to look at what error they played in, what type of game was it in that error. And that's maybe, maybe one guy thinks of it that way and maybe three other voters think of it a different way, whatever it is. But they put all you guys, they're going to put all you in a category and they're going to look at the error and they're going to look at numbers. They're going to look at Play all, they're gonna look at all that stuff. But it's the one guy that says something that the other four guys or other five guys, how many it is, doesn't say. So whoever's gonna be presenting you to the voters and the writers, he's gotta be on his game. And he's gotta say something about you that none of these other three guys got.
0: Hmm.
6: That's gonna be the difference. You're going to get in, but what can he say about you? The same guy said something about me nine years in a row. Did you say the same thing every time? I mean, (laughs) let's reshuffle the deck, bro. (laughs) You know, I I mean, like, did you say something year four that you didn't say on year six, or what? what? How'd you go about doing that?
4: He brought that so, same movie script in every year,
5: huh?
6: Hey, we saw, yeah. we saw this movie. <laughs> I started. Hey, I started writing stuff down. to him. "Hey, say
3: this." <laughs> hey, you start. Hey, oh, you, start, got... you start. You started with, him. Hey, what we got this week? What we got this year? Nah, 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 nah. Don't
4: wait a minute, wait. Andre, what you had to Google your own. St- you had to Google your own stats. No, 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 no. no, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let
6: me no slide this. So, I I think you know they. It's such a it's it's a dumb, it's a dumb, excuse my my French, it's a dumbass process. It is. Because if you were an impactful player and you showed up every game and you played, there should be no question, but that's not how they work. They don't work like that in that room on Saturday morning, the day before Super Bowl. They don't work like that. I think it's gonna be you're 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 gonna be going against those guys. That's the bottom line. When when you got that jacket, did it make it all worthwhile? Then, no doubt about it, man. It, I wouldn't say it changed my life. It just it just put a stamp. It put it, it put the stamp of approval on what I did. Everybody else can think this and think that, whatever they want to. But this jacket means that you were great at something that a lot of people weren't. A lot of people weren't great at. That's what it means. And it just ain't any old jacket. You ain't going to go down here to Nordstrom to get one of them things. <laughs> that's for sure. So once that happens for you, will you be different? Of course. But all the people around you, family, friends, somebody had said something to you when you were in high school. Somebody said something to you in Pop Warner or whatever. That's That's the things you think about. That all flashed before my eyes the minute I got that call. And it's it's a feeling that that I'll never ever be able to describe. Free, I mean, like really describe it, because at that moment, man, I just I had a, like an out of body experience, and it was, uh, and I, I mean, I thought about a lot of people. I thought about my dad because my my dad wasn't there. Mm. He wasn't there in enshrinement day. He wasn't there to see it. So those are the emotions you get. And I'm an Aquarius. I'm a very emotional person anyway. So it um, it really put in perspective, not only you as a player, but you as a person. Mm-hmm. You as a person, man, that's the most important thing is what's in here. They can take a lot of things from you. They can't take that. That's hard to get from somebody, especially if they don't want to give it to you. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get so it's, it's a, and I, sometimes when I'm alone, I think about it and believe it or not, bro, I just, it, it tears me up because it is, it's something you dream about. You know, you get in a, they have the gold jacket luncheon and you're in a, you're at the hall, you're in this room and there's no media. Nobody's allowed in this room, not even, if a fly got in the room, they kicking his ass out. Mm. <laughs> and it's a room with the greatest players ever. A hundred of us in that room. And we just talk. And it's uh it's beyond any fraternity you can imagine being in. So you you are, I'm looking forward to you being a part of our fraternity, brother, for mm-hmm. sure.
3: Fuck me up. Man, he painted the picture, <laughs> didn't he? I felt like I was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. These boys over here talking about, can I, I come? Right. Can I come <laughs> to the lunch? <laughs>
4: I, I just put a glass on the uh on the door right there and I just wanna listen.
3: Man. Yep. Man.
6: It's uh I mean when you listen to Jim Brown talk,
3: hmm.
6: you can't help but listen to that man. Yeah. And it's um it's a heck of an experience, man. You'll never forget it the rest of your life. Next to your kids being born, it's a close second. Hmm. Did you guys get that? It's a close
4: second.
3: <laughs> go.
4: Man, Andre, appreciate you sharing that. I mean, that was, a, that was a picture that I don't know that anyone else could paint probably but you to be able to elaborate on that. And uh, I, I know I speak for Smitty. Um, that was really, really cool. That was really cool
2: yeah.
6: yeah i i uh I appreciate you guys having me on i I respect uh you know Steve so much as a player as a person. Every time I see him, we always laugh about things. Mm-hmm. I'm sure next time I see him, I'm gonna laugh about a few things, but he is a uh, not only the consummate pro he was, but every time he stepped out on the field you're you're going to get your best from from eighty nine and he he showed that every single sunday um he was a credit to the game, um a credit to himself, his family. And uh, again, I can't wait for him to be like that.
3: So they took an old picture and did that. No, I'm I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm just asking, yeah. like, how they. Pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty good. heavy! Yeah.
6: <laughs> no, actually, actually, this is the one you get. It's made of resin, so this will last forty thousand years. Oh, okay. And the one in Canton is bronze, so
3: it's like sixty to eighty thousand. So, uh, you know, if your mommy you don't mind me asking, where do you put that? Like, I mean, I know for the show you got it right there, but yeah, like, I put I it. Don't... I have downstairs. I put it on a
6: just a mantle by itself. Have you ever, like,
3: you know, not not calling you out, but you ever kind of walk down the hall and, you know, are you having a, a peek at him, or no, not peek at him, but it's like you you forget he there and he. You, no. know, <laughs> he, he's, he's, <laughs> you think so? You think it's a true like. Hey, hey. <laughs> over there and be like hey ninja
0: hey 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 hey!" hey no. oh no that's just me. That's, just me that's just
6: me hey you walk down the hall and look at it and you go who is that and then you have to go back and you have to go back and look again and make sure <laughs> yeah but it's 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 coming brother i mean my you know guys like john randall and and uh guys that already been in the hall three or four years before i was there We're like, just have have patience. You know, patience is a virtue. It's really hard. My dad taught me that. It's hard to have patience, especially in this world. It's hard to be a patient person because everybody wants it right now. Give that now, 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 now. Patience is a virtue, man. Mm -hmm. And when that patience that pays off, it was all worth it. Mm -hmm. It was all worth it. You are a unique person.
3: You are well worth it. You are competent, and most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr., I'm Gerard Littlejohn, and this is Cut To It. Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., that is me, is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite
4: shows from cut to it executive producer, Steve Smith, Sr. Co-host Gerard Littlejohn talent and booking manager, Joe Fushi, social media team, Wesley Robinson and John show from Balto creative media cut to it is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter with production assistance by Alex Labreck production coordinator, Taylor Robinson, theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton.
0: You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. it's on. It's on. Hi, I'm Michael Rapport, and I'm Kibi Rappaport. and together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality Podcast.